Okay, uh, welcome back. Episode 10 of Season 3 Power Pitches Podcast. Uh, I'm back again, of course. Vic Graham is with me and Spencer has finally returned. He's been the reason uh, West Ham have dropped off in form because without him representing, <laughs> they've really gone downhill. Before that, they're winning every game. Uh, so how are we doing, boys, before we get into the football chatter? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, mate. I'm decent. I'm decent. Good, good to be back. Both loving football manager, aren't you? Oh, I love it. The match is so smooth. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, my God. The pair of you there. Both just loved it. The fucking faces lit up. Jesus. Oh, I'm not that technical. I can't do that stuff. Uh, and with that, we'll just fly straight into the first game of the weekend, the Friday night game. Uh, Palace won, Spurs two. Um, I was quite surprised by this game. Um, we all thought Spurs were going to win quite comfortably. I think me and Vic Graham both said two nil. I think yeah, I think young boys said uh, for Spurs to win against uh, and not to concede. But it was a lot tighter than that. And I remember seeing the stats just before uh, Palace scored actually, and they'd had more shots and I think more shots on target than Spurs had in the whole game. But we're losing two 0 at that point. Um, what did you boys think of it? Yeah, man. yeah, man. yeah. Like you say, it was it was a lot tighter, a lot closer, a lot closer than than what than what we thought. Palace obviously got their goal right at the end, right there just to make it two one. But but it was it, it, it was a more difficult game than than what you'd think because obviously Tottenham been flying so far this season but but these these are the kind of games where if you want to get top four or whatever these are the kind of games where you do have to win them where the other team do show up and you, you don't expect it so 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 yeah so yeah as much as i hate to admit it it's, it's, it's a decent performance from from it's a decent performance from spurs and a decent a decent palace as well which should, should give them confidence going into the next few games at least because they, they wasn't fast like everyone thought they was going to be yeah, Spurs played on Monday as well, didn't they? On the Monday night football. So they only had like a three days rest or something. Um, mm. So it was one of those like tricky, tricky games really, I think, for Spurs. Um, but I think away at Palace, I mean, over the years, it's always been difficult, but I don't think there was any really real doubts that they were going to drop points because it, even without a dog in, they still had Madison, Son, the other quality out there. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a result that didn't really surprise I me. Mean, the, the Palace's goal was nice. I can't remember who scored it. Um, are you are you in the last minute here? I mean, that was a good goal. But um, yeah, Spurs's was well worked, especially the second one, um, Sons. Um, so yeah, I'd say just routine three points, really. Yeah, I agree with you, Spencer, as well, when you were saying that these are the kind of games that, you know, if you want to. Um... If you want to challenge at the top or you want to win serious trophies, like these are the kind of games that you have to win, these hard, difficult uh, away games. And sometimes you do just have to grind out the result. Um, and But with that win as well, I believe, unless my uh, stats man's lied to me, that Ange now has a record or is at least drawing record for most points of a new manager in uh, first 10 Prem games, which is very yeah. impressive, to be fair. Spurs have been absolutely flying this season, but... I like how as well in his press conferences, he often says, whenever he's asked about a title challenge, he's always like, yeah, why not let the fans enjoy it? Um, but I think I think if everyone's honest with themselves, we're all expecting them to stumble at some point, aren't we? I think we've seen it. Obviously, yeah. it's, history doesn't always repeat itself, but 
you know what it is to spurs it up and to play well all season and then completely fall apart at the end. Yeah, and your results go against you and you end up with nothing. Um, My mind is half split between wanting to see them win something to kind of laugh at Harry Kane a little bit, but also to see them not win anything after how much they've been, how much Spurs fans have been enjoying this season so far. If they could still end exactly how all of Pochettino's seasons ended, I would be um, quite entertained. I'd like Um, that, yeah. Uh, and from one London game to another, we'll talk about Vic Graham's team making Man United look good every weekend, losing 2-0 to Brentford at Stamford Bridge, meaning Brentford have more wins at Stamford Bridge in the last seven months than Chelsea do, which is one of the greatest stats of all time. Um, there's only so much I can laugh at you, Vic, and I'd rather you pour out your soul on this one and explain to us why you're so poor. Yeah, it honestly didn't surprise me. Like even even having won our previous three, four games, the twelve thirty at home to Brentford, like I I saw a stat on the morning of the game and it was like our past ten, twelve, twelve thirty games where ninety percent of them have been like draws and losses. Um I just hate twelve thirty games in general. Like the football's always slow and boring, the atmosphere's always dull. And it was pretty much like that that day as well. Um and we had a few chances, Palmer was excellent again. I mean, other than that, I mean, it was just—it was just one of those usual games where a team turns up, parks the bus, hits on the counter. I mean, even the goal was one of them was from a header, crossing the box. It's just—it just surprised me. Like, I know we've won our last three, four games, and it seemed like things were starting to change, but we just—we just thought. We just I mean, even the chances that we were creating, the few that we did, we won from a set piece, and then. No one on the back post. Like Jackson just didn't have that. He didn't have it in him that day. Um, he didn't even have that striker instinct to get to the back post to get on the end of crosses. Yeah, I um, heard. I heard some complaints about Jackson's uh, lack of movement at times as well in the game. Yeah. Um, not something that I've seen, but I have seen people speaking about it. Yeah. For, especially for a young guy who people have been on his back a little bit for not scoring goals, you'd think he'd. You kind of want to see a hunger from him to at least be making lots of runs and trying to get on the end of lots of balls so that even if he's not necessarily scoring, at least you can say, well, he's doing this and he's doing that right. And there's something to build on where if he's not making the runs and he's not doing anything particular of note when he has got the ball, it's tough It's tough to see how he even improves really and starts to bag more goals as well in the future. Yeah, I think in the, it's different. Like It goes both ways because... I mean. Against Brentford, it was pretty shocking. Like hold up play, just hold on to it, and then take too long to make the pass, and you just get dispossessed. But it's been like a massive drop off since Unkunku got injured, because in pre-season Unkunku was playing behind him as like a shadow striker, and then they were linking up like really, really well. And Jackson had less work to do off the ball. It, it was easier for him to get into goal-scoring positions. And then Unkunku gets injured at the start of the season, and then it, it, a lot of the time he's isolated up top, and it's just. The wingers are like too far away, and it just makes it too hard for him. Um, it, I'd say it's too much responsibility on someone of his age. Like he's someone that coming to the Premier League, he'd want coming off the bench, and sort of like a Julian Alvarez role, where not solely relied upon to get like twenty plus goals. Um, and that's what we're basically doing with him. So yeah, it's it's tricky, but it's one of those games where it, it just doesn't surprise me at all because the op- amount of times we've seen. The opponent come and just part the bus and hit on the counter, and we just struggle to break down low blocks. Like 
we just didn't have it. And I think it'll be a theme that we see throughout the season, throughout the whole season, um, until until we actually build solid team cohesion. Because I know I keep coming back to it. Same with United in a way, but the amount of interest that we still have, like seven, eight players. Um, yeah, I just we just need Nkunku back with Lavia because he still hasn't played yet. Um, Chuck Wemeka, who got injured, who did well as well at the start. Um, but yeah, it's just defend defensively we've not been that bad. It's just attacking wise, we just we don't have it. We don't. It's just so poor, like the quality, the lack of quality that we have. Yeah, that means uh, Chelsea have dropped down to eleventh in the table, and Brentford, have, who have been struggling this season, do jump ahead of you. Spencer, what do you think will be going through uh, Brentford players' heads now? That 2-0 win, because like we say, we have been struggling a bit. Everyone's been saying about how much you need Ivan Tony back. Do you think a big win like that, because even if it was a bit of an ugly win, it wasn't that they blew Chelsea away, but to win 2-0 away at Stamford Bridge, do you reckon that can get in their heads a little bit and you'll see them uptick potentially? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's a big, it's a big, big win. It's a big, 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 big positive win for them. They they played, they they, they played okay. They, they, they played okay. Maybe maybe not their best performance ever, but they've but they've gone to a big team like Chelsea and and, and they've got the win. That can be the kind of win that can can that can sort of give give you a bit of positivity. And and like you say, and like you say, there's been a lot of talk about Ivan Tony. And well, there's a lot of talk that Ivan Tony might not even come back. He might he might be off to Arsenal. By the time January comes, so or so, Chelsea, so a the team like that this, desperately needs a goal scorer, or Chelsea, you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, for Mbemo to get, get get his goal right at the end to keep up his good season, he's he started this season on fire. So they, they're not really that second goal was Ivan Tony too much. That second goal when Sanchez comes out and then they just counter like what was all mm. that about? <clears throat> no idea. Absolutely no idea, but, but, but yeah, very good with Brentford puts them, puts them a point, them, I think it's a point behind us in, in the table. So they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be looking to catch us up this weekend. And so, and, and, and so yeah, so yeah, very, very good result for them. And they could, they, they, depending on how January goes, depending on what happens with Ivan Tony, they could, they could be looking at Europe this year if they carry on how they are. Yeah, we'll have to see how Brentford keep going because, yeah, they've been a bit up and down and. Chelsea, another one who you don't really know what to expect from. And as we'll keep this going as well, roll straight into another London-based team, a slightly better London-based team in Arsenal. Absolutely putting away Sheffield United, the Emirates, 5-0. Um, we all expected a strong Arsenal win. I'm pretty sure we all predicted either 3-0 or 4-0. Don't think any of us would have predicted that in Ketia Hattrick. And especially the third goal, because we... We've seen in KNL for Arsenal for a few years, and you could definitely say in the box he's a decent poacher. He does pop up with goals. You know, he does have seem to have that eye for a bit of space in the box. I remember him scoring against uh, United last year when they beat us, I think, 3 2. Um, first two were classic po- poacher finishes as well. Does really well on the touch, actually, for the first goal. But yeah, that third one from outside the box, like, puts his boot through it. I mean, you don't really, never really expect it from him because you don't see him do it often or even take on those kind of yeah. shots. But what an absolute worldie that was. It's quite underrated, isn't it, really? I think now. I'm not just saying it because of his hat trick, but like it, it feels like he's always been written off by even Arsenal fans in a way. Like he's not the elite type top tier striker, but he's still someone that will score now and then. Um yeah, I mean it pisses me off that he gets a hat trick because I saw someone in my league put him in um, the FPL team. <laughs> 
And I was like, how, how can you, how do you get, how do you get that lucky? But um, knowing my luck, if I'd have subbed him in, he would have got zero points or something. But to be fair, um, it seems to be it's when it's when Jesus is injured because when when they're both fit and Ketty, it doesn't seem to do as well. But it's almost like when Jesus is injured and he knows he's going to be playing, it's something changing his head a little bit. Like he he gets that little bit of um, I don't know. You say arrogance, but in, a, in like a positive way as a footballer, and arrogance where you go, sweet, I'm going to be the starting striker this week and, you know, maybe I can just bag myself a few goals and he manages to. Um, gave, the, gave the penalty to Fabio Vieira, though, which I thought was, I mean, really. nice. I, I think it's nice. I think, I, I'm sure I heard somewhere that it was because Fabio Vieira just had a kid or his missus just announced she's pregnant. So that is nice. But I have to say, if I was in Ketty, I probably would have gone... This is all me, fella. Because if he'd scored four goals in that game, it would have tied him. Hat-tricks enough. Hat-tricks enough. Four goals would have tied him with only two other players in Arsenal's history to score four goals in a Prem game. And I want you to give to give me some guesses, boys, at who the other two players are. No. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry is one of them. And the other one is a classic as well. Oh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, there you go. What imagine, was. imagine if Inkeya had got that goal and that is that is the two players tied up. With that. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, he yeah, he wouldn't have been up there given given old Arteta something it's, 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 it's something to think about whenever Jesus does come back. Hundred percent. Um but yeah, Sheffield United, I mean. I think they're on one point right now. Let me let me just confirm that because it, it seems ridiculous. No, yeah, they are on one point, yeah. minus twenty-two goal difference. Ten games in, so we're just over a, th- a quarter of the way through. That on projection right now, they'll finish this, finish season with four points, just less than four points actually. I mean, surely not. Well, way, way they're going, way they're going. You you you, you won't be you you won't be too surprised. <clears throat> yeah, I heard they're going to bring Wilder back, but what's the point in doing that? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big problem that you're saying there, Spence. Like even I don't think even Wilder want to go back because you know that I think any I don't think there's a manager in the world that thinks, oh, I can turn around this Sheffield United team and keep them in the Prem and you're just gonna have a relegation tied to you. So if you know, I yeah, I don't really know why a manager would want to come in knowing that, you know, it's not like in January they're gonna give him 60 million to go sign a few players. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, this is just so poor. If they get the record for worst of the Prem team as well, like what a long season it's going to be for Sheffield United fans, man. Yeah. Um, Let's roll into two games that I just want to touch upon because you boys might have watched a bit more of them. I didn't see too much of them. Uh, Bournemouth beating Burnley 2-1 and I think I think we most of us predicted draws, definitely low-scoring games. Burnley had to get something out of this. We know Benji loves them, and he's constantly praising company, but he's going to get them relegated if he keeps trying to play this kind of football. I think he could get the sack, you know. I think he could if it carries on like this because they haven't won a game yet, have they? Then they got a draw or something. Nah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like it looks more embarrassing on Benji each game. Oh, they have they have had a win. Burnley have had a win, but just the one win and one draw. Who did they beat? I can't remember when they won. Um, 
it wasn't. It was. I think not. Not in the forest, maybe. A couple of weeks ago. I think it's some. It's someone else that. down down there. It might have been Luton, in fact. Oh, yeah, it was Luton away. Too. It was Luton. There you go. I knew it was someone at the bottom. Um, I'm not surprised though. But Luton still actually out. have a bet. But Luton actually have a win and two draws. They're still ahead of them in the table. I mean, very poor from Burnley. I made a lot of predictions before the season began, you know, generally with mates or whatever. And my biggest one, I was dying on the hill every time, was that Burnley going to get absolutely destroyed this season. I'd seen, I, mean, I love Statman Dave. I think he'd put in, in, in his prediction, I think they put in like 14th, 13th. And I was going, you're crazy. They no are going to get demolished when they come to the Prem. Exactly. And and if you come to the Prem and try and play good football when you don't have any like heavy, high quality players, it's not going to come. Do you know what I mean? If you had like two or three blinders who'd come for an academy or youngsters who were tearing up, then you could get it a bit more. But I just don't see it for Burnley. And yeah, I can see company getting the sack long before they look good. Sack by Christmas? Yeah. And then Allardyce coming in, I can see it happening. Allardyce. It's surprising. It would not surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not going to change how they, how they play. I saw, I saw, um, I, I saw Bellamy on Gary Neville's thing on the Sky Sports YouTube channel, the overlap, and Craig Bellamy was was, was saying was saying that there's no chance of them changing because obviously Bellamy's the assistant manager. It's too arrogant, though, mm-hmm. though, isn't it? It's too arrogant, though. Yeah. When you come up to the Premier League, you've got to like accept that there's going to be games where you're just going to have to play on the counter and just get stuck in, play the dirty way. Yeah. But if you're just going to have this vision of playing a certain way and playing the perfect football and stuff like that, it's just, you're going to be relegated to play. It's not going to work. The only, the only thing I could see how this plays out and it's a positive for Burnley is that they say to company, look, no matter what happens this season, you will still be the manager at the end of it. And we'll just consider the Premier League too difficult for this team. Keep trying to play your brand of football against these top oppositions in the summer. We'll get the parachute payment. You got like 100 million, didn't you, for getting relegated? Mm. We'll sign some more quality players, and you can then continue playing this style of football back down in Championship. You know, and you'll have you'll have a year playing against much tougher opposition. So your team, when it goes back down, will be a step up on quality at least potentially. Um, but beyond that, if they have, that's what I'm saying. So either they're either future proofing themselves by going, we're sticking with you, keep trying to play as both brand of football until we are good enough for the Prem, or we want to stay in the Premier League this year because it's one or the other. It's definitely not both. Uh, and then and I, would, that, I would like to see that. No, I, 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 I would like to see that, but it's just, it's just about if their American owners are going to be that patient. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I don't think, think they should be. I don't think they should in be. The, in the past, I think you, you might have seen that with the club. You might have stuck to that a bit more. But I think in the modern day with the modern football fan as well and how everyone's always constantly wanting... And constantly has an expectation. I just, I just don't think he'll get that sort of time. Um, and yeah, we'll roll on to quite a surprising result. I don't think anyone predicted this in our game as well. We'll get to our predictions uh, after we've gone through all the games. Uh, Wolves two all with Newcastle. What a result for Wolves? Yeah, cracking result. Yeah, cracking result. Not not a game. Not a game. I saw. I saw too much of. But but but, uh, but everyone expected Newcastle to just walk up there into. And to get and to get a decent two three nil win or whatever, but but Wolves Wolves finally showing some fight, finally showing a little bit of quality up front. Huang Huang Chan, I think he's had a decent season 
as well so far so far right. this year. So... Ever, ever since Pep called him that Korean guy, he's been absolutely on fire. Actually, he is. It was that game against City, I think, was his uh, second goal. I think he's had two, mm. two or three since then. Um, and Pedro Neto as well for Wolves. He's, he got he's injured, the big one as well, he? isn't he? I missed that. Yeah. So he oh. could be out for another half a long. That's a huge loss for Wolves. If they lose Pedro now, he is... Wanky Chan is, is playing well at the moment, but Neto is absolutely crucial to that as well for making chances, definitely. And in all fairness, I would say Newcastle might be a little bit lucky because that penalty, it yeah. probably is the pen, but it's it's a tight one. And with how inconsistent the refs have been this season, it so easily could have not been given because he is going for the ball, you know, and he's just be, he's just not quick enough to get there. But yeah, Callum Wilson would be happy getting uh, another two goals though to continue his good, good start to the season. Um, and unless you two boys have anything else you want to throw in about that game, I want to roll on wow. to one that I can only apologise, Spencer. We are going to have to talk about West Ham. One oh my gosh. At the London Stadium. I, there's not much I can offer on this, so I'm just going to let you, at same as pour your heart out oh only only good thing about this is, is that i was out and about i was half watching it on my phone half listening to it while i was well while, while i was doing while i was doing stuff around town so but we was just poor we were so so poor but he, and it's been it's like it's like three four games now it's like three four games in and in europe as well because we finally lost in europe as well so there was just like I've got, like I've got the, I've got the, I've got the stats up here, up here now, and it, it just, it, it, it just, it just wasn't good. It wasn't a typical us performance. We had, we, we had a lot more of the ball, which we've seen so far this season. We don't like, we, we don't like. We try, we, we don't, we don't do well against teams like a bit like Chelsea, who do, who do just sit, sit back, back and defend. Yeah, yeah try and try. Yeah, we yeah we can't. We, you, but you would think you'd think with the players we've got the Paquetas, the Kudos is because Kudos finally started. Kudos was good as he was well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So with like the Kudos, the Ward Prouses, the Paquetas, the 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 everyone's we've got. It's just it is. You you would think that we would have the players to be able to break down teams like that, but it's just David Moyes. I know I know I I know he won us the European Trophy, but he almost took us down last year. And and not not that I'm saying we're going to go down, but we're going to have another mid-table season if it carries on, if, if if it carries on like this. Because yeah, we had a good start to the season, but I think that might have just been. Might, that might have just been the, the bounce, the bounce from from what happened last, from what happened last year, from winning the trophy, and I think that has just kind of worn off now. And apart from Kudos, apart from Kudos, and um, maybe 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 Bowen as well, because maybe Bowen as well, because I think I think he might have been one of our one of our better players as well. But other than that, there was there was just no chances, nothing really created to get to get our to get our fans excited in in that in that game. In that game, and and well, for David Moyes to, to lose to obviously his old team Everton, that's a that's not a good that's not a good result. Push, pushes us down to I think it's tenth, tenth or ninth uh, ninth in the league now. So, so so yeah, so yeah, just 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 another poor, just another poor performance. And Dominic Calvert Lewin getting another goal against us. He's another striker who seems to like scoring cool, against us quite a bit. It was a nice goal that was. Check the record. 
week, I'm confident I said. I think I did predict West Ham 2-1 win, but I did say Calvin Lewin will get a goal. When, yeah, he, he, when he plays, he's good, man. He, he is a good goal scorer. Um, massive win for Everton, considering how poor Huge they've been win. this season. Um, they well, have started to play a bit better. And Everton need that right now. Everton need Sean Dyche at his absolute power, just winning scrappy one nils and game and smashing grabs because Everton just really don't have that quality. And I mean, with Calvert Lewin in the team, they'll they'll get more of those results. I think like almost mm. like who even was it for Burnley? Like Chris Wood was it up top for Burnley that just used to get them, you know, ten to fifteen yeah. goals or something, and and that would keep them up. Um, and I think Calvert Lewin can do that for Everton this year. But it's, it is mental to me that. But these are, there's so many poor teams in the Prem and Everton are still kind of down that in that scrap as well. They are still in that conversation for how poor they've been. Um, the last thing on West Ham that I want to say before we roll on is Antonio's been awful ever no. since he said that they were going to beat go. Liverpool and he was going to score. It, since then, because he, was, he wasn't too bad at the beginning of the year. I think he got a couple of goals, didn't he? But since mm. that prediction, we're going to beat Liverpool and I'm going to score, absolutely terrible. He is just... He is, he is, he's always, he's always been awful. He's not a striker. He's, he's only got so many goals because he's been played up there by Moyes. Anybody else, any other decent striker who would have got time under us would have got a lot more goals. But just Antonio, he winds me up. He winds me up. He winds me up. He winds me up. He winds me up just, just, just because again, again, we saw it at the weekend. He, he, he drifts out wide. There's nobody in the box. There's nobody in the box where he should be. And he's just, just think, why are you going out there? We've got Paquetta on the left, which is where I mainly saw him drifting out to. So Paquetta is out there. Let Paquetta deal, deal with that bit. You stay in the box and you stay in and around there and just and just and just don't and just don't go out wide. Don't leave us. Because if he's out there, who's he crossing it to? Who's he crossing? And it's just and and he is just he, he, I just he is just like you say, since the Liverpool game. He has done absolutely nothing, but it's not a surprise. It's always been that way with him. He'll have two or three decent games, and then he'll go six, seven, eight without doing anything. But, then, but the thing is, is that the noise will start for us. Oh, we've got to drop him. We've got to drop him, and then that's when he gets a goal, and that's when David Moyes goes, "Oh, actually, I can't. I can't. He's, he's just scored." And and it's just it's just so frustrating because we've, we've had obviously Skamaka last year, and Skamaka's lost out. What happened to him? Did he like just flop? Or? The, um, he started. He, he started okay. He got he got an injury second half of last season, and he just and he just and he just wasn't happy. He, he wasn't happy. He, he wanted he, he he wanted to go back to Italy because because he knew he didn't suit suit Moise's style. And but also Antonio again. He said he, he said on a podcast last year while Skamaka was under contract with us, Skamaka doesn't suit Moise's style of play. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I know, and that's it's what, like, that's it's what like, Antonio that ego that. He shouldn't be going on podcasts, especially during the season, saying stuff like that. No. Yeah, and not, no. As, not as an active Prem player. Like, you can't be cussing people out, whereas other teams are no. your teams. He's done it a few times, isn't he, as well? And yeah, it's it, hard. It, you don't want to it, abuse it, it, someone it, it, too much, but you no. open yourself up for it by doing that kind of thing and making predictions like he did against Liverpool. Like, yeah. That's Antonio. If he was in, <laughs> yeah, that's it. If he, if, he, if he was Haaland or whatever, he'd get away with it. But he's, he's definitely not. He's, he's <laughs> as close to Haaland as I am, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing more we can say about that game. That You have to leave that there. Move uh, on, we'll move, move on. on to a very solid expected result. Uh, Villa beating Luton 3-1. Villa Park. Um, 
haven't got loads on this, haven't actually got the chance to watch it, but I have seen a few bits. Um, another great game for Villa. Luton managing to get a goal, which they'll be happy about, but obviously just not at that level. And Villa are now five wins in their last six in the Prem and 12 consecutive home wins in the Premier League. That is unbelievable. And I think Unai Emery has to take a bow for that. They're just very good, aren't they, really? Ever since he's come in, they've just been from here to there. I mean, it goes to show how bad Gerard actually did because, I mean, I know the squad's mm. been transformed quite a bit, but he still had players like McGinn, Cabar, and them all. Douglas Louise. And they were near relegation, weren't they, when they were playing really bad, losing every week. Mm. But yeah, Emery's come in, he's done wonderful. Like, the thing that surprised me the most is how consistent they are now because they're winning, winning, winning. And then look at the quality they've got up top, Diaby, Bailey. Did Diaby score at the week? I think he did, didn't he? No, I think he scored, it? yeah. I think Bailey got an assist. Second. I think Douglas yeah. Deweese might have got an assist as assist, well. I think yeah. that was the first, I think that's the first home game he hasn't scored in like seven games. I think he had six in a row before that. But yeah, their team has an amazing balance. I remember what I watched the one last week, was it? Um, oh, who'd they destroy last week? 4-1. Might be new, Spencer, was it? No. Yeah, it was West Ham. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tried to blank it I out. I did watch that. And, I just, and when I was watching it, just their whole team, is it seems too good. And it, there's such a good balance in the team. I mean, me and we can all kind of talk about watching, well, not Spencer as much, but me and Vic can definitely talk about watching teams that are disjointed and Villa are not that. They are so well balanced. Douglas Reeves is so good in the middle there and they have such a threat in that front line. They're a brilliant team and I'm, I'm not looking forward to having to play them at some point. I think they'll dismantle United quite easily because they are just so, so good and they work so hard as well as having actually quite a lot of quality in the team. They've got depth as well, haven't they? Like Leon Bailey, you could probably just not start him and still win games or you could drop Zaniolo and still win games. They've got a depth now mm. in attack and that's what makes them... It's pushing them up and up to the seventh, sixth. I can certainly see them finishing in and around there. And John McGinn as well. is just consistently yeah. decent, isn't he? I remember, I think at one point, it was talked about him getting signed for Arsenal or United or something like that. I'm sure someone was sniffing around him. He's, he's yeah. a weird one because you, you don't think of him as a star player, but he actually is really good. I think he scored or got an assist definitely on that, on that game as well. And he's just one of them players just so reliable for Villa for years and years and years now as well. I think he's been playing off the left as well, hasn't he? Where he comes inside into the wide midfielder, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he always puts a shift in, didn't he, really? Like an 8 out of 10 minimum every time I watch him. So, mm. yeah, perfect perfect balance of the team. Defensively solid. Attack is quality pace. Ollie Watkins with a clinical finish. It's just, there's no real weaknesses. I don't see any weaknesses. Ah. No, 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 and they've also got Martinez, who, who won the best goalkeeper award this week at the old Ballon d'Or. He so got booze for that, didn't people. you, when he got up? I thought, I heard he got booze <laughs> when he um, went up, and I was kind of confused, because I was like, who would be booing him? But I think we've got all yeah. that he deserved it. But Yeah, I, don't really, I couldn't really tell you someone else who really deserved that one. I mean, we know that Alisson probably the best keeper in the world, or Courtois, but it's not like either... You know, City won all the trophies and won the uh, won the Champions League, and Martinez did win the World Cup. Um, even though I do think Messi didn't deserve it still, and I've seen oh, all no, the Messi no before the before the comment section goes wild with Messi fans going, "Oh, but Messi actually had more goals and assists. He needed less goals. He got loads of assists." Going, yeah, playing in the Farmers League, where yeah. fucking Haaland's playing in the toughest league in the world and winning a treble. If in England, only second time to ever do it. Like, come on now. 
behave yourselves. It should have been Ireland. Ireland definitely deserved it, yeah. And, like, what's he going to do, win the World Cup with Norway? I mean, if he got eight penalties, like, one in every game, I think Norway would have a chance of winning the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> anyway. He'll win it next like the Messi, I think he'll Messi win it next I think, we all I think yeah. They, love, they just love Messi. Enough. I think they knew this was the last one they could last get away with giving him. Because of the World Cup, they could go, forget everything else. Take that Ballon d'Or, son, because mm. it's the last one we can definitely give you without people kicking off too much. Um... We can move on to a shock uh, result here, to be fair. Brighton won, Fulham won. Um, definitely unexpected that. Fulham have not been amazing this season, not been anything as good as they were last year. Brighton have had a very good start, but the last few games, they've dropped off as well, massively Brighton. Yeah, I think Europe fatigue's hit them now. And mm. the depth, I mean, the midfield really isn't that great either now, after um, losing Kai Sedo McAllister. Um, I know they've got like Belay, Ingram, players like that, but Gilmore as well. But yeah, I just I just think they're lacking a bit quality wise when you're considering that you're having to play Europe and then the league on the weekend. I just think it's getting a bit too much. Um, yeah, we did say that. They haven't got the depth that Villa have. They haven't got the depth. Nah, definitely not. We, we said at the beginning of the season, uh, I think it was the first, second week, and Benji said that the thing that could stop Brighton more than anything would be, yeah, that fatigue, like playing them extra games. Um, Natoma's not been quite at it. And also, James Milner, incredibly poor last few games. He's really not had a good time of it. And I remember when I said he was my least favourite, tra- one of my second least favourite transfer of the summer, and you look all had a go at me and got all annoyed and said, no, 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 we love James Milner. And what have we seen? When he plays in the team, he doesn't make them any better. He probably makes them a bit worse. So I told you, you didn't have a leg anymore. Yes, it didn't. Yes, it's a difficult time for him. It's a difficult time for Brighton. And only real bright spot of this game for them was obviously Ferguson scoring again, <coughs> keep, keeping up, giving up his decent starts this season. And it just, it's just going to be interesting either in January or in the summer if they can keep hold of him, depending on what they do this year because the big teams are going to come sniffing around him, I reckon, because he has he has got he has got all the talent in the world to go and be a top, top striker, I reckon. So so he, he might be he might be another one. I've seen lots of people oh, use him as a manager. But buying him at Chelsea and obviously he's so oh, good. Mate. When I do a man career by the FIFA, I'll definitely buy him straight away. He looks like yeah. a monster. Um and another one that I tip for at the beginning of the season, a little hundred million transfer record, maybe ninety mil in the summer. Just because he does yeah. look so good at the moment. I think he's only still eight. He might, in fact, I think he's just turned 19. So he's banging goals in the Prem. He got that hatch a few weeks ago, didn't he, as well? It was just unbelievable. He's a, he's a big, big guy as well. So he'll have it. I'm sure he'll have a good career. It'd be nice to see an Irish player be good again because we've not really had, no. we've not really had a world class Irish player since what? I mean, I don't want to just say Roy King because it's the obvious. But yeah, who else? Yeah. Robbie, yeah, Robbie, Robbie Keane, he, he was decent. Damien Duff, well, that's like the Damien only Duff, other yeah, big but... Irish player that I can think yeah. of really. Like, um, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, he could maybe be, he could maybe be Ireland's Gareth Bale, who tries, who drives him up a couple of levels. Oh, mate, that'd be that'd be great to see. It'd be great to see Ireland go to a Euro or something and do do some damage just with him banging goals. That'd be class. And if he keeps going the way he is at the moment, by the time he's 26, 27, it definitely could be happening. Uh, mm. We'll roll into the second to last game, the last game that I won't hate talking about. Uh, Liverpool beating Nottingham Forest 3 0. Um, 
it's it's exactly what you expect, isn't it? Dominated the game, Liverpool. I think Forrest had a chance right at the end where they hit the bar, but beyond that, didn't really have anything. Um, I like Jota's tribute to Diaz as well because that situation with his parents, I think they've been kidnapped, yeah, haven't they? That is, that is horrendous. I couldn't even imagine how how horrendous that would be. Um, so forget football rivalries for a minute, sending send some love out there to Diaz's family because that must be absolutely savage. Um, Nunes obviously has his shot saved, doesn't he, for Jota's goal as well. Then Nunes scores himself. Salah gets the last one, and I don't, I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know what one, Turner. Yeah, he's he runs out and tries to take a chest touch. It just he just completely misses it, goes straight over his shoulder. Salah one touch in the bottom of the net, and the best part is you see him. He turns around and has he goes ah oh, like that and tries to shout at his defenders. You're going, what are you, you doing, fella? Like at least just throw yourself at the ball. Don't try and be tricky there and take a chest touch. Just. I can Come put your body in the way of it, do you know what I mean? Stinking. Absolutely stinking from Turner and Gilder. There's ways of conceding a goal, but when you when it's one like that, where it's a bit of a mess in the back, what are you doing? But um, mm. yeah, that was a funny one. But overall I'd say comfortable three 0 win the Liverpool. It's one of those, isn't it? A routine three points again. And the they're getting they're clicking more and more out there with the new midfield. The boss line's getting better and better. McAllister. I had a few Liverpool fans complaining about him about his work rate off the ball and stuff like that but I think Klopp will make it work um, they've got Endo as well to be fair so yeah I think they'll be there or thereabouts if they keep playing like this because um, I, yeah, I thought I was thinking that they'd struggle a little bit more but they're just winning games aren't they really they're not really dropping points to silly teams so yeah the, good, the good only thing is that, is that Liverpool have a tough one because City, Spurs, Arsenal and Newcastle are all playing pretty well. Actually, I say that. Newcastle's position at the table surprised me every time. They're sick for 17. Well, Villa. Villa are tearing up as well. So, Liverpool might struggle a little bit. We have seen their defence get run out a little bit this year. And maybe as it goes on, if they pick up injuries, because they have had a few injuries as well already this year, you could see them dropping. But that front line just has just so many goals in it, doesn't it? Like... And that's, I think we've said it almost every week, is that it's just their front line. That is what decides the results for Liverpool is because they can just, on their day, can outscore anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? The thing is, like, they've got yeah. Gakpo off the bench, they've got Diaz, Jota. They've got so many options, even after losing Firmino. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. With them being in the Europa League as well, so they can rotate and not have to worry so much about resting key players for certain games, really. I just think... It depends on what you measure a good season for Liverpool with them being in the Europa League, but I certainly expect them to win the Europa League because there's not that many other good teams in there, I don't think. And in the yeah. league, they just have, they have to get top four. I mean, if they miss out on top four again, then questions will be asked, won't they? Um, but, yeah, I think win the Europa League and get top four. Yeah, but if, if they were to come fifth or sixth and then win the Europa League anyway, so they go on to Champions League, I don't think league, it would yeah. be the end of the world only because there's so many teams playing so well this season, I think you could get away with not necessarily getting top four because mm. there is quite a few teams on fire, isn't there? Yeah, but and, I think to be and they are having a big secure, transition though, with the midfield. I think to be secure, you'd want to get top four because you don't want to hang your hat on winning the Europa League final because we've seen it happen before where you lot got to the Europa League final and you lost to Villarreal, didn't you? And, um, mm. Yeah, I, I said they should prioritise just getting top four. Getting to, it's bread and butter the league, so... 
prioritize getting top four and then win the Europa League, which they should, considering the quality. Spencer, what do you think of Nottingham Forest as well and their chances of staying up? It's not looking good. It's not. It's not looking good, especially 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 with Turner making that big mistake against a team as good as Liverpool. If he's if he's got that mistake in him against them, he's got that mistake in him against anyone. So, so it's 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 going to be is is going to be a worry. Their their goal difference isn't too bad right now, which might be something that helps them because because the goal difference is in the relegation zone. Obviously, Luton minus eleven, Burnley minus seventeen, Sheffield United minus twenty two. Forest is only minus five, so so yeah, so, so that, that well is below them as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, minus thirteen for Bournemouth. Yeah, so it is going to be. So I think I think it, I think this might be a season where, with the difference between eighteenth seventeenth, might be goal difference just because just because of how bad everyone is, how bad everyone yeah. is down there, and and it's just it is going to be very very close and. You, you just don't you, you just don't really see too much in that Forest team for for like game changing like quality or whatever for all the players they've brought in and all the players all the money they've spent over the last couple of years. There's not not really that many players who you can say oh oh he, oh, he can come off the bench or he can have a no, quiet fair, hour. No, and then... I'd say to be fair, like Hudson Odoi, Alanga, Awani. That I say I don't think Forest yeah, will go down. Players, I, I think they've got quality to get fifty. Yeah, but. I think they they stay up this year. I think because there is four bad poor teams with Luton, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, and Burnley. I think they're the only reason that Forest stay up. If if you had higher quality at the bottom of the table, I think Forest would. I do agree that yeah, that front line is alright. Gibbs White, Gibbs White, Gibbs White, Alanga, Hudson Odoi, and Awanibi. Well, that's always that's his name. I bet that's four decent players. But beyond that, in fairness, they they definitely lack a bit of quality. And I've been a bit of a defender of them this season because I have seen them play some all right games. Um, they weren't bad against Arsenal on the first day. Um, they played you as they well. Got two goals. They got two goals at Old Trafford yeah, in the first ten minutes, didn't they? But then they go on to lose the game three two. And United have not been good at scoring goals this year, so that doesn't exactly um, give a great image of their back line and how it operates in game. Um, I think they stay up, but I think it's only due to poor, poor yeah. teams beneath them. I think they'll be fine. I think they've got the quality to get 14 for 15. I want you in himself. He did well last season. And then Hunter yeah. Dice got that world, he didn't he, early at the start of the season. Um, Alanga's decent. I, I think there is obviously like just worse teams than them anyway, so they'll be fine, but They've got, I think they've got quality to win the odd game here and then. All right. And with that, we'll roll on to one that I've not wanted to talk about because what a fucking shit show it was. United getting decimated 3 0 by City. Um, what even there is there to say? We actually weren't bad in the first half. Um, and I think that's what made the second half more painful is that the first half we actually weren't bad. We we wasted a few chances. Obviously, McTominay hits that one straight at Edison. Um, Good save, though. Bruno, I think Bruno and Rashford both had shots as well. Then City get a penalty, which I'd... Obviously, I've got red-tinted glass on, of course, but I really think that's so soft. Like, I don't think... I don't think that um, Rodri's actually getting near the ball. Like, he's so, he's so far... I mean, he's right back on the edge of the box. So the ball's coming in quite deep. 
the city player who's trying to get there basically gets to it anyway. Um, and once again, I'm on here saying that United never get penalties and keep giving away penalties this year. And that pull, mate, Hoyland got pulled by Gabriel in the Arsenal game we played in the Emirates. And he was literally about to take a shot and got pulled back and it wasn't given it, given as a penalty for United. Um, we've seen handballs against McTominay uh, against Sheffield United that was given, but we weren't given a penalty against Spurs when Romero had a more blatant handball that actually stopped, was blocking a shot on target as well. And I think, I don't want to blame that penalty because United were shocking in the second half, but United are definitely very bad at coming back from adversity. When something goes wrong for United, they completely drop really off. Wrong. And before that, we'd actually been quite decent. Um, I think Anana was actually having a good game as well, but just because of the sheer volume of chances we conceded and quality chances as well, he can't really do much about conceding the three goals because both the penalty is obviously a goal. The other two goals are pretty nice when they both well worked. Bernardo Silva putting it up for Haaland's header. Um, and what was the last one? I can't remember now. I don't even want to get that. Rodri's shot when he was saved and then Haaland played it across to Gordon. Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah, exactly. So they're well-worked goals and there's not much that you could you could blame a niner for. Um, I saw a lot of people cussing out Amrabat online. We were good when, well, we were decent enough when Amrabat was on the pitch. Ten hours takes off at half-time because of the yellow, though, which I think the only reason I think is because of the yellow. And I I understand that you, you don't want to go down to 10 men in that game, but at the same time... Trust him to at least get 10 15 minutes without putting his put getting another yellow, you know. Mm. And as soon as he was off, that is when City just completely dominated the game. Because after that, we had what McTominay, Ericsson, Bruno, and Mount all on like no, no midfielders of any defensive now. So City could just absolutely dominate after that. So that second half was just so, so painful to watch. Um. Why United signed Mason Mount? What Harland sub when um, the booze the fans booed Tenag for the Harland coming off. I found well, that yeah, the, United fans Harland are never happy about Harland coming off. Anytime he's come off, they've been annoyed. But in all fairness, with Harland, I would with Harland, I'd be a little bit more precaution because he's had a bit of a, he's had a back injury in the San Marino players in the international break, which literally is one where they literally need him clean in the back. So I. For fitness reasons, I don't mind that so much. Um, why United signed Mason Mount becomes more of a mystery every day. Like McTominay, McTominay started at Cam. McTominay started at Cam. He wasn't in centre mid of Amrabat. He was at Cam. He was number ten, and you got Mount on the bench, and he started. And I went, "That's mental. That is that is mental." I I like Tenog, but taking Amrabat off and starting McTominay at Cam over Mount to me is craziness. There's there's no way that makes sense. Do you think Tenag really wanted? Do you think Tenag really wanted, or is it just one of those where like he comes in well, in the summer and the ball just goes? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of rumours and stories saying that when Ten Hag I think was because um, Mount went on loan didn't he to the Dutch league I think early in his career. Test, yeah. And I think that was when Ten Hag was first at Ajax potentially, and he really or he was at another Dutch team and he really wanted him then. He really liked him. So there's a few stories saying that oh because he wanted him then he definitely wanted him now. But like you're kind of suggesting, I wouldn't put it past United board seeing, oh, big name English player who will sell some T-shirts if we buy him because we've signed a lot of players for that exact reason. Um, when we didn't need a can, we needed a set. We, you know, we needed we needed Namrabat before we needed Mount, like a hundred percent. 
but yeah, I I have to see what comes of in Rashford and Bruno, two of my favourite players. I love them both, but Jesus Christ, Rashford was so they. Cool. And Bruno, I, mean, I love Bruno. He he has been one of my favourite players, especially in the last few years. He's been the only one that I've actually liked consistently. He has been shocking this season so far. Petulant. And if if them two don't start picking up, United will really struggle this season. Because when they've kind of been the two, especially under Oli, that kept United in the mix all the time, was because Bruno would always pop up with something and Rash would pop up with something. And because of those two, and Bruno's got to fire long balls that Rashford can get onto, we managed to get results in games. Without those two being able to do that, we look so, so poor. Um, and the fact that Richard Arnold a few weeks ago was trying to claim that United are catching up to City under their um, under their like rule in the board is absolutely unbelievable. And I think that is why United are so far off of City because you have people like that in the club who think they're doing a good job when we're clearly they're so not. far off it. Yeah, so far off it. And the pressure um, pressure building on Ten Hag now, isn't it? I think people are saying, is he really that guy? And I heard Gilbert talk about it yesterday and um, he was saying like how the club couldn't, can't afford to sack him because it was like 15, 20 million. And then to yeah. bring in a replacement and stuff like that. But I don't think it's a manager problem. I just think... We can so, all we can all surely agree that it's it's issues from above and nothing's going to change regardless of the manager. I mean, I know Carragher was trying to argue with that on um, Sunday night football, but I just think it's just it's got too much now for all, the, all these managers that have come in. Mourinho, all the, I mean, obviously Ollie wasn't good enough, but the problems have still always been there beyond him. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought. It's just a never-ending cycle, really. Never-ending cycle. Yeah. Some will still expect like better performances on the pitch, but you can't ignore what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I I definitely continue with Ten Hag. I mean, like you're saying, this cycle of new manager, one good season, one okay season, one terrible season sacked is can't continue. And I think the only Stupid way you can get out of that is to could is to stick with him and keep letting him bring his players in. So at least we have a team of players who have been bought to play a certain kind of football. Because at the moment, you know, it's such a mix-up of different styles from different managers and stuff. And I don't think I think that's why the team doesn't work amazingly well together because it's not been a constant aim for by this kind of like look at City, mate. All of their players are bought to play the Pep style of football. Even before that, it was still good attacking football. So for the last ten years, they've constantly bought players who can play in a good attacking system. And that is why now they are just such a good team. But United haven't done that at all. I didn't um, get the quotes. Did you see the Tenard quotes about, like, he said, um, this was one thing I didn't get. He's like, we can't play the same football that I did at Ajax. And it was like, United, you have to play a different way, like, more direct and stuff like that. But yeah, he, said, that he just said he doesn't have the players. Anymore. He said he doesn't have the players. I think that's what he was saying. Is that you have to, he was saying that you have to play with what your players can do. And I think a lot of those players in, that, in the club are not intelligent enough and don't work hard enough to play a more advanced style of football, whereas a simple counter-attacking game is something that they can they can manage. But we're not even really doing that at the moment. Um, and also, even if even for these people who want to sack Tenog, who? Who is taking over right now? The Tell manager me good, market's not great, is it? Exactly. Tell me a good manager on the market right now who, ah. who's going to come in and do some bits. There isn't anyone. Um, Someone will say Conte, what they? Oh my! Conte. 
I would throw myself off a bridge. I would hate to see Conte at United. It was like when it was like before Ten Hag came in. I think I think it was um, Roy Kit. No, who was it? Paul Scholes or Gary Neville? One of them three said that he wanted Simeone to come in, and I went Simeone to play like thirty five percent possession football, and just oh my god, no, I couldn't imagine anything worse. No, 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 no. I'd rather try and play attacking football and lose, and then continue watching United be so poor. But we're not even good attacking wise at the moment, so. <laughs> It's a bit all up in the air. Um, and please, with that, boys, can we end my torture there and just go on to how our prediction game went? Because honestly, I can't think about it anymore. I wanted to get out of my head since Sunday anyway. I knew I had to keep it in there just for this. And now I can push it down into the emotions and breathe. And just repress it for a few more years. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, so our predictions for this game week. Spencer, could you get up? Uh, yours and Benji's from the group chat because I have uh, mine and Vic's here for me now. Um, so Spurs Palace, me and Vic both said 2 0, so we will have a point apiece for that one. Vic continuing to tear up. I think you'll catch up to me, you know, because I've been getting a lot wrong recently. I, I need to get more nah, nah, nah. I need to get more. I've got. I found a bit. Of Spencer and Rikes on. Um, oh no! I found. I found Benji's. You find yours. Benji said three, yeah, 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 three one Spurs. So Benji Ooh. was close as well. He needed one more goal than that, but he gets a point. And Spencer, what did you predict for that? Uh, I had. I had. I had three nil Spurs. So it all gets a point. Um, Chelsea Brentford. I predicted one one. Vic predicted 2-1 to Chelsea dreaming. Uh, Benji also said 1-1. So no points so far. Spencer, what did you get for that one? No, none, none for me either. I said I also said Chelsea 2-1. Oh, why did we, we why did he back him? Yeah, why did we think that? Uh Arsenal Sheffield United, me and Vic both said 3-0, so we'll both have one point for that. Yeah, me and Alt. One point for Spencer as well. Oh, Benji was close. He predicted 4-0, but not quite. Um, Bournemouth Burnley. Vic, you get a point for predicting Bournemouth 1-0, though. Uh, I predicted 1-1. What an idiot. I've given in to Benji's hype. I went, I went, I went Bournemouth 1-0 and all. Oh, and Spencer gets himself a point as well. And, of course, we all know Benji back Burnley. Of course he did. Let's not even mess around with that one. Uh, Newcastle Wolves. Neither me and Vic getting points here. I predicted three 0 Newcastle. Vic three one. Yeah, I said yeah, I said two 0 Newcastle. And Benji said one 0 Newcastle. So none of us backed Wolves, and we uh, maybe we should have. Uh, next game after that was West Ham Everton. Me and Vic both predicting the West Ham win. I said two one. Vic said two nil. Spent two one. You get for that. One. And Benji said 3-1 as well. We all backed West Ham. What are we doing? We've had a terrible week here, boys. Uh, Villa Luton. uh, I'll get a point for saying 5-0. Vic, 3-0, you said. That is tight. Of course. Uh, And Benji said 6-0. You said 4-0, did you? Yeah. So we all correctly predicted a top... uh, Tottenham. A Villa win, but no one got the score on that one. Uh, 
Brighton, Fulham. Me and Vic both predict that Brighton win. Oof, we, not the week. Yeah, 1 0 uh, Brighton. And Benji predicted 2 0 as well. So everyone gets a big stinking zero for that. Uh, and Liverpool Forest, Benji said 4 1 Liverpool. I said 3 1. And Vic said 3 yeah. 0. Yes! Oh. Uh, I, I said 3 1. Oh, Vic is really cruising ahead right now. You know, I am really dropping behind. Oh, no, he. Uh, and then down to that horrible last game that will never be spoken about again. I said 4 1 City. Vic said 2 1, predicting United to be way better than we are. Uh, of course, Benji said 6 0 City. Brilliant. He's, he's <laughs> I said 2 0 City. Yeah. And 2 0 City for Spence. So, all just on for the one point there. Uh, no one, only one correct result this week, just from Vic. Wow. And the table is looking real bad for me. I am, I am Burnley, mate. I'm down the bottom on 29 points. Next is Benji on 34, Spencer just ahead on 35, and Vic cruising on 40. Absolutely dominating the lad is. Wow. I am going to get some abuse at the end of this season when I'm about 15, 20 points behind all of the Jeebus. But you got to finish um, it Benji. He kicked back, back in Burnley, didn't he? Yeah, but the, as soon as they sat company, which would be soon, he would stop backing him, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so look at the games for next week. The first one is Fulham versus Manchester United, 12.30 kickoff. Ooh. Oh, no. And that makes me think it's a definite Fulham win. <laughs> United can't be that bad again, surely. Mate, Brighton just drew one over Fulham. Fulham be feeling good. They're no Casemiro was off that game. No Casemiro, no Shaw. Yeah, I got to see a draw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one-one. I'll go one-one. One-one for Vic Spence. What are you saying? Uh, okay. I'll go 2 0 United. He's a confident man. I, do you know what? I just want to back Fulham just because I'm so nervous, but I actually can't. I can't expect that bad. I'm going to go 2 1 United, but I have very low confidence in that prediction, to be honest. That game makes me nervous. Uh, Brentford West Ham is the next game at Ooh. Brentford as well. Oh, at Brentford, we do, oh, we do, we do, we do okay away. Uh, we uh, who two one two one us? I've got, I've got to say two one us. You, you can't go against your own team. You got to back them. Vic, what do you reckon? I think West Ham will win. I can't decide between one nil or two one. I'll say two one just because Benson said it. If he gets points, I get points <laughs> as well. You don't. <laughs> That's how you do it. I'm gonna go two all. I think West Ham haven't haven't been performing recently. Brentford, I think we buzzing off that Chelsea game, but James Will Prowse will get an equaliser at 88th minute, two two. Oh, hopefully that'd be beautiful. <laughs> uh, next game, Burnley Crystal Palace, uh, and I hope we're all gonna predict the Palace win. Two 0 Palace. Just to wind about. 2-0 Palace straight in for Vic. That is confident. 1-0 Palace just, just to wind Benji up. I might go 
three one Palace just to wind Benji up. <laughs> <laughs> really drub it in there, and then we can put another message in another week in a row going Burnley are getting relegated. He just has nothing to say, does he? <laughs> it's a tough time for Benji. Although he deserves it. He gets to be a City fan and win every game. So at least now, sporting Burnley, he gets to witness what other football fans haven't like. Um, Everton at home against Brighton is the next one. and That's tough, mate. Brighton haven't been as good as they were at the start of the season. And Everton, a half-decent run of form. I might go... I might go one all. you know. That's bold, though, because Everton are so bad and Brighton are a decent team. I'm going to oh, go... Give me, give me some thoughts. I'm going to... I think Brighton will... They need to turn it around soon. And I think they'll get a shock. Not a shock, but like they'll put a statement win out. So I'm going to go... 2-0. Two, 2-0, two nil. Two nil Brighton. I'll go... Brighton, Spencer... Obviously, obviously with a decent result this weekend uh, I'll go and you know you know what I, you know what I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 Everton oh he just, likes just, the game I can just see I can just see Calvert-Lewin scoring again yeah see that's what I'm thinking as well and just feel like Vic and Vic and Benji are obviously going to back Brighton. I need to get I need to get a crazy result right that's the thing I can't get a result yeah. that anyone else gets right I need to get some wild ones I, I'm going to go 1 1 and then watch Brighton absolutely decimate them like 4 0 now. Um, oh, no, surely not. Surely I'm not predicting Everton to get a result again. No, I can't. I'm going to have to go 2 1, Brighton. I can't. Oh, and they're going to let me down, aren't they? It's going to be fucking 1 0. I'm going to be on here next week. Cry my eyes out. Um, Man City, Bournemouth. And she will have a competition for who predicts the highest score to City. I'm going to go 4 0. I think 4 0. 4 0 for Vic. I might go 5 0, to be honest. Sorry, I'll go, I'll go next one then. 6. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> I thought you were going to go down and go 3 just to be playing the same I was thinking, <laughs> I, I was, I, I, I was thinking three, but no, but, but, but no, but no, sorry, go, go, go big or go home. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love that mentality. This is again, this is a great game. What, a, what an unbelievable show this is. Uh, next game is Sheffield United Wolves. Um, two nil. Wolves. I mean, it's, I'm going to say two nil. Yeah. Sheffield. so quick here, Vic. He did a lot of away wins as well. A yeah. big gambling man. But Sheffield, Spencer, what are you thinking? Sheffield are shit, so two nil Wolves, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah can't can't see Sheffield getting anything out of this. Two two nil two nil Wolves. I might go three one Wolves. Oh no, you said Pedro is injured, didn't you? Mm, yeah. Two two. Oh, can I back Sheffield United to score a goal? Really? Ooh. Yeah, let's just. Let's just do it to be different from you two. No, fuck that. Actually, we'll all get points or none of us will get points. <laughs> I've got a copy of Vic now to the end of the season. Hope like, oh no, oh god. Um, Newcastle Arsenal five thirty kickoff on the Saturday. That is a big game at St James's Park as well, which might give Newcastle the advantage. What are you thinking, boys? 
Whoa, this, this should be a cracking game. Two on your castle, I'm going to say. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal made a, a couple of changes for, for their game tonight. For their game tonight, so so they're they're, they're going to have a few, a few players fit, a few players fit for that one. So, um, I want to I want to say I want to say Newcastle, but new but new Newcastle. I know they started the season all right, but they've had a couple dodgy results. Uh, Oh, you know, sod it. Two one, two two one. Newcastle. I don't know. Actually, they got no, they got no Isaac, no Murphy, no Potman, no Tenali, no Barnes. They're missing quite a few. You can't they take are, it back now, Vic. They, they are, but I can't. I, I, I can't back Arsenal. I can't. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll beat them tonight. We'll beat them tonight, and then Newcastle will do them at the weekend. I might go three one Arsenal. I think Newcastle will batter United tonight, absolutely put them aside, and then they'll be overconfident. Hopefully, we'll injure one of their players or something. And I've got a different projection from UT then as well, which is good, good stuff. So then we'll move on to the Sunday games. Uh, Forest, the Aston Villa, and this could have a few goals in it. Three, I'm going to go three nil, three nil though. Vic is back in the away winners non-stop here. I might go three-one Villa. Yeah, the last clean sheet was against two-nil Villa. Two-nil Villa, Spence. Yeah. No one, no one back in Forest. I mean, it doesn't surprise me massively. Um, and the second game of this one, another. How high can you go? Uh, Luton versus Liverpool, and. Yes, it might be at Luton, but I can only see an absolute goal fest. Kind. I can't. I'm going to go 2-0, but I can't see a goal fest. I can see it being tight for like the first half hour. I can actually see it. So I'm going to go 2-0 Liverpool. Yeah, it's, the, it's the first like top four team to go there, I think. Like like the first of like the really big teams to go there. I don't know. I don't think anyone else has been there yet. So Spurs it's going to be, be tight. Spurs, other than Spurs, I don't. Like I said, I, like I said, I said, I said big team. Funny, but he's so yeah. So yeah. So other than other than yeah. So yeah. So I don't know because 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 obviously we obviously obviously I've seen us because I've seen us play there. It is super tight there. You're not Liverpool aren't going to get the space to play their free flowing wide football that they that they that they like to do, but but they will but they will just have too much quality. So you know, I I, I don't think you're far wrong with two nil, two nil, three nil, something, something something like that. I'll go I'll go three nil just to be different, but it's not going to be as big as City's result that we're all predicting. I oh, well, I predict five nil Liverpool. Five. Oh, no. you! I think I think you're I think you're saying this is the first big team apart from Spurs to go there, as if that's a negative. When I think what that really means is they're about to face one of the best front lines in the world, and they're going to get absolutely smoked. Um, in fact, I'll go I'll go I'll go four nil just to just to not wind up Luton fans too much, but. Mate, I think this is going to be an absolute shredding. Why would why wouldn't it be? 
Forest are a better team than Luton. They've just killed them 3-0. Like, but away games think. are always different, aren't they? Away games are always like... Mm. Look, I, think, I can see it being tight for the first half hour, 25 minutes. Yeah, but it could be tight for the first half and 0-0 at half-time and Liverpool could still win 4-0 because the players, oh, yeah. the Luton players would be so sapped of energy by the time that second half comes around that I they'll just want to cry. I think, I think falls a bit much, but it won't surprise and a big final game of the weekend as well. Spurs v, v Chelsea. At Spurs, Potch's first return, I think. Back to Spurs, I think. Yeah, it is. What are we thinking, boys? I mean, Chelsea, I think, are going to be fucking lucky to get a result here. Uh, yeah, Monday night. M- Monday night, Spurs are flying. Uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, as much as I hate to do it, as much as I hate to do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Spurs two 0 I think, I think Anne's ball continues his, the, the, the good, good run there on. Vic, you gonna back your team? I can't. For this go on, one, back yeah. him. Yeah, you can back him. You've got, you've got, a, you've got a solid like five point advantage. You can, you can afford to back your team. I'm gonna go to the. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Spurs. 2-0 Spurs. He's taking the game serious. And I'm going to go 3-0 Spurs. Nah, it won't be 3-0, come on. Nah. Why Why wouldn't it be? We must have a really bad day at the office. We're not that bad defensively. We're not that bad. Just you just conceded two to Brentford, who have been struggling this year, at home. Now you're going, to, you're going away to a team that are very good and will absolutely love to batter goals through you. I see that, but I, I can't. I can't just concede three. Three would be. I definitely can. Bad, bad loss. I'll say, I said two to safe but most likely. And and that is it. That is all our game predict predicted for next week. We'll have Benji's ones. Uh, hopefully, sent into us. They can be a surprise the next week, and hopefully, he flops a few and backs Burnley once again. Uh, that is the end of the episode today. A little bit shorter today, so it's not a. Not the end of the world, but I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you, Vikram. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, you back next week. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Get us on Spotify. Give us ratings and reviews everywhere. Share any uh, reels we have, and just send us messages saying that we're idiots for this, that, this or that opinion. Uh, tell us about your club that we've not been talking about enough. Uh, and thank you very much for listening once again. Cheers.